You're listening to Music Mythology. My name is Sam Romo, and let's talk about some music. <laughs> All right. I'm ready when you are, man. I'm ready. Cool. All right. Well, here we go. Episode number four. Uh, this is Sam Romo sitting down with uh, my cousin. Do you go by Jake? Jacob? What do you prefer? Uh, Jacob's cool. Jacob. I mean, I've actually been going by just Tobias recently. I kind of just like. Okay. Yeah. Mixing it up. Yeah, just right. it's got some power to it. Oh, yeah, yeah. You know? It's unique. <laughs> it is. It's kind of, you know, I've been. A lot of people say that. You're like, oh, Tobias, that's a cool name. Cool name. I'm like, yeah, I guess I should just stick with that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> cool, man. All right. So, Tobias. <laughs> Uh, I know you wanted to talk about, um, or at least I wanted to kind of talk about Travis, Travis Scott, yeah, uh, for the this episode, the majority of it, only because, I mean, I'm just such a big fan of his because I've seen his work progress ever since like his early even like mixtape days and mm. so when i was in like high school or so this is when he's he was blowing up so and this is like early 2010s no not even like probably like 11 2012 for a little bit mm. uh you know right but sooner early in but the in that you know so like it's also kind of linked into this you know the soundcloud boom where everybody mm. was you know kind of realizing that culture and music didn't have to be you know distinctly linked to you and a record company yeah and it was hyper market it was like things could blow up and culture could blow up like online Mm -hmm. and i remember like me and my friends you know we're very very, i mean i know i was very in tune to the house you know it's kind of like what's the latest who's popping you know what i mean and i'm a huge i was gonna say i mean yeah it's like it's like youtube like Late sure. late two thousands. That's sure. when YouTube started to generate. Where these artists that got millions of views, and then you get Bieber, and there's another person. There's another one. But you know what I mean. I know what you mean. Yeah, and, yeah. But then, yeah. But then in SoundCloud, yeah, I agree. It's kind of like then you got more specified. You're like, well, I want a social network to post my compilation, my catalog exactly. of what I'm working on here. Exactly. And like, and so it became this like specifically for hip-hop like i'm a hip-hop head and like i saw that like what travis was doing being based out of houston initially his sound i don't think people could really tell he was a houston sound because he Mm. was coming through like he was a mixer in the beginning and he was a producer so he would produce a lot of um instrumentals even for 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 kanye because you know he signed him on the good music at at one point right as a producer as a producer so Mm -hmm. he he kind of started out with the sonics and he it seemed like he was really trying to focus on like melody as opposed to a lot of like bassy trappy which was really what was popping at the time you know Mm -hmm. he still has elements of that in his music but in the beginning because he started standing out he loved this kind of like nocturnal you know nightlife you know woozy very um you know spacey kind of instrumentals mm-hmm. where he would like he wanted to give you a feeling you know what i mean so the record or mixtape that like really inspired me or like kind of like really felt like was a, a step for him in a new direction for his own personal work was um days before the rodeo mm-hmm. so on days before the rodeo there's uh mamacita he had like big sean on there um, a couple of other people, but like this record kind of like encapsulated a lot of these tracks of that like nightlife party energy. Mm. And he was already with good music at this point. I think he was, but I don't, I don't think he re- released any like, um, you know, uh, 
commercial records for himself with good oh, music. Sure. Yeah, he was so you house. remember um sure. uh good music, the self titled record that had uh yeah. that was white and it kind of like had that you know, mm -hmm. angelic figure on it. Yeah, what was that thing called? Uh, I forget what that's something summer, right? Uh, oh, cruel summer. Yeah. Cruel mm -hmm. summer. So that record oh my god, I love that record. It's a good one. That record came out and like it was very, you know, it, it in a lot of ways I loved it because it, it was the first time that I saw like the the whole team that Kanye put together mm -hmm. when it came to good music. You, you had all these guys like yeah. in there with like click. Yeah. Um what was the other one that was a big hit? Cold, cold, yeah, all of that. So like, I really in the production on that was crazy, and I yeah. and this was when I started realizing that Travis had a lot of production on those records, oh, really? a lot of those tracks, mm. and it was like, dang, like Kanye really loves what this kid is doing, and this is why he's kind of showcasing him. So in a, in a lot of ways, you know, he came through and just because he was so unique with his own sound, he influenced Kanye, in my opinion, with, with Yeezus and kind of going forward with, like, the way mm. that Kanye wanted to be more um, experimental on his melodies and on his synths, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. A lot of people don't know, or at least P Travis heads do know that, like, that's a lot of Travis. Like, Travis really loves these nocturnal synths that kind of give this, like, woozy type of feeling that encapsulate nightlife and kind of where nightlife was going hmm. so for me the culture when it came to like where hip-hop was going was like morphing you know what i mean like he was speaking to like not only the streets but he was also speaking to like lower and this is traditional within a lot of where hip-hop you know went in my hmm. opinion where it was like you know hip-hop is from black culture in the streets you know, and, and kind of expressing what the, what it is to, to 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 come from these areas of America, and to like kind of like arise and like basically either get out or express what it is it feel you know to live that kind of lifestyle. Hmm. But it started bleeding into the suburbs. You know what I mean? It bleeds into you know you know lower middle class, upper middle class people, and they start to like adopt that culture. Like, oh yeah, let's go out, let's let's smoke, let's do all the drugs, let's like you know, hmm. let's get uh. <laughs> you know let's feel what this feels like so i think travis saw that and it was like i don't have to only speak to the streets i can kind of speak to these kids these kids that feel um, um alienated in their school or whatever you know what i mean and it mm -hmm. became this almost like revolutionary type of uh movement where it was like and even the beginning like i don't know if you know on rodeo where uh, ti has that uh that monologue okay. mm -hmm. that opener and he's like He's like, uh, he kind of just talks about how, like, the kids, you know what I mean? Like, this is like Travis Scott is blowing up and he's doing mm -hmm. it for, like, the underground or, like, we're going to, you know, take over the system kind of mentality, you mm -hmm. know what I mean? Well, I mean, that's it's every generation, right? It is every generation, but, but tra tra Travis specifically had, like, this is this a vision of what mm -hmm. the new generation would look like yeah. in, in that kind of yeah. sphere. Well, the youth always leads it, especially like, cause I've talked about this and I think, I don't know if it was the Jay-Z one or the uh, Marvin Gaye one, but like the, that paradigm shift in the market where the adults kind of ruled what the media was talking about or mm -hmm. what was popular and culture, pop culture that shifted, you know, in the late sixties, early seventies with the sale sales of music because they were astronomical. They were just outrageous and it's changed nowadays you know like with streaming and soundcloud and you, you don't need a label to get sure. stuff out there but you you have to have something to do 
you know, something mm-hmm. new and different. And, and that's what's something that is very impressive about Travis Scott. It's like what you're mentioning. We're talking about, um, cruel summer. I mean, I'm pretty sure that came out in 2011, right? 2011, 2012, yeah. around then, yeah. And so, I mean, he's, I, I think I saw when I was reading about him, he's 28 right now. Yeah. So, I mean, he was, was he's 20. Yeah, he's young. He was real young. 2019. Yeah. You know, like that's, that's, that's crazy. That's impressive. And, um, yeah. And to be included as a producer on such a heavy hitting album, you know, led by Kanye, but you got, you got Cuddy, you got Chief Keef, two chains, Cal, two chains, big Sean, yeah. you know, I mean, Sahai the Prince. Yeah. No, he's, yeah. And, and he, I mean, but he, it's, it's very impressive, you know, that he was, mm-hmm. he was contributing and, um, and then, yeah. And, and, because that was 2011. So when did his mixtapes come out? Was it shortly well, after that? Well, his mixtapes were loaded, like, I think it was either shortly after that or a little before that, mm. uh, days before the rodeo. And then d- he he stopped at days before the rodeo. And, like, that, that those, there was a couple of tracks in there, like Mamacita, um, Drugs, You Should Try It. There's a couple of tracks in there that, like, for me even, you know, lasted a long time. Constantly going back to that mixtape, just been like, this thing, like, is solid. Like, you know what mm. I mean? Like, I can keep going back and getting a vibe to this. Like, it's not just any other mixtape where, you know, tr- you know, an artist comes out with it and just kind of, like, you know, falls within the internet zeitgeist and no one ever talks about it anymore. Right. Like, that, also, that mixtape is... People argue whether that one is better than the rodeo, better than rodeo so. because rodeo was the first commercial release, mm. and rodeo also had again he was tapping into um, the indie world. We're like on um, I get high. He has Tori Moi on there, mm. and Tori Moi does some production, and like also Casey Hill, who was like a pop singer who Kanye also signed. Yeah. Um, so he was kind of like transitioning where he was trying to show like he's like I'm. I'm in it for the music and like in it for like, you know, full compositional pieces. And that's why that record has this kind of like grandiose, you know what I mean? Kind of like in a lot of ways, how do I, how do I express it, express this? Like a statement that like, I'm here and like, I'm, I'm developing a sound and a whole movement mm. that is distinctly Travis. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And so that was where, in my opinion, like he separated from, good music and Kanye in a way. I don't know technically if he was still with good music or not, or like what he's doing now, if he's still signed or not. But that was a moment where people just started respecting Travis for Travis. Hmm. You know what I mean? It was like, yo, we realized that like this man, you know what I mean? is on his own lane, right. you know, and he's doing his own thing at this point. Right. And, um, and I think it's also interconnected where like, you know, you can see his progression within social media too, where, you know, he's meeting with like, Virgil and just the whole, you know, ASAP, this whole like underground, like landscape of elite hip hop kind of like culture, Mm -hmm. which is interconnected with like where fashion is going. Like everyone Mm -hmm. wants off white, everyone wants Yeezus, you know what I mean? Everyone is with the Air Forces. And so he's bringing back, you know, Jordan culture and all that kind of stuff. So it's like, and it spoke to the kids in the streets, you know what I mean? It spoke to everybody. It's like everybody listened to Travis because he was speaking to like, um, pop culture that wasn't so um dare said like whitewashed in a way it was like you know he's like he wanted to kind of like showcase what people in the streets really like resonate with whether it be video games or again like you know nikes and you know accumulating hype beast culture when it comes to clothes and stuff like that it was all interconnected you know well and and i'll i'll stop you there because i I feel like he he 
I don't want to say he picked up the baton. He he started running right next to Kanye. He did. I mean, that, that's been Kanye to a T. Mm-hmm. Um, and and with him, especially in the with rodeo um, coming on with the with heavy hitters. I mean, some really good songs, really good production value, um, and and a, a good what you said like four mixtapes prior to that, three or four, three or four, somewhere around there. So I mean, it's it's similar to like Logic, where you have a good producer putting in independent work, mm-hmm. knocking out thousands of beats, you know, and just put hundreds of production hours into yeah this man thing. worked but that's how you refine who you are I it mean, is you know like i mean even um on a small scale with uh any type of work that's sure. how you figure out that's how you get your niche that's how you figure out who you really are in that uh genre in that medium mm-hmm. um you put in all the work you put in so much work until you you highlight the things that yeah no that's that's the sound that's me you know i i want to use those lower 808s i want to use you know uh, uh, gritty samples, you know, sure. and, and he, he takes a lot of the cues. Cause I mean, this is what I was going to say. If I was going to sum up, I never really, this is disclaimer. I, before this, I had never really given the entire album of rodeo a listen. Okay. Um, and so after listening through all of it, sure. If I had to sum up like a one sentence review or whatever, uh-huh. I would say it's a, a combination of man on the moon and Jesus combined. That's pretty, that's pretty accurate. I like that. Yeah, because yeah. it's yeah. got the the story narrative. Sure, that grandiose, it. like kind of mythical, like Travis turning it, or you yeah, know, the Scott turning into Travis, like the whole concept behind yeah. it. Yeah, it's got the the concept. It's got the um, even the classic rock roots. Sure, yeah, yeah, like a lot of those rock instrumentals. Yeah. Even that that Kanye song specifically, where Kanye features in it. Yeah, it's like hard grave, rock. Yeah. yeah. Oh, well, it's intense. Yeah, but even the there's um, a lot. <laughs> even the um, the melody shifts and the changes to like I'm trying to think of what song it is. Maybe it's the first one. Maybe it's pornography because I know it has like two distinct sections. It does. It does. And yeah. I, and and it's and it uses that high distorted guitar in the background and i know like kanye loves that he does cuddy loves that and you know and because i mean yeah cuddy's like the emo rapper or you Mm -hmm. know he's like he likes the he likes to use nirvana samples and and all that kind of stuff and so it just it's so in line with that you know and then the um the other thing because this is just another modern rapper that i'm fairly familiar with is he also the psychedelic um aspect of his music the the trippy effects, the mm-hmm. um, lo-fi, you know, effects in the background, or the, um, uh, you know, just the real trippy, the echoey the, nature. Uh, smoke one, drink one, pop one. That is very psychedelic, mm. like SP. See, and that reminds me of like ASAP, like that. that. True, true. Well, it's it's good that you're referencing these, and I and I'm glad you are because fundamentally they're all friends. You know what I mean? They oh, all sure. collaborate mm. together. So it's like, and I think that's what's cool about like what the record stands for is like it's distinctly travis but everyone knows that travis still loves cuddy you know still loves kanye still loves mm-hmm. asap you know what i mean they're all part of this whole new like a- hip-hop kind of like uh new age you know what mm-hmm. i mean and um even though it's distinctly travis you're right to where like they still collaborate together they kind of like you know feed off each other's sounds they feed off each other's work and that's what's cool about it is that like i don't think that they i mean there's definitely been drama in this in the social media it's like there's times when kanye and, and cuddy were maybe weren't as like 
you know, yeah, active with yeah. each other or whatever. But besides the point, I think they've all stayed respectable toward each other and like respected yeah. each other's craft. Yeah, it's a healthy and like, competition. You know, it's a healthy competition. Um, but the cool thing, I think a record that came out, maybe not so much uh, Birds in the Trap, which is the next mm-hmm. album, but this recent album, Astral World. He really starts showcasing his influences of Houston and kind of mm. like the Houston hip hop scene where, you know, referencing Zero, referencing um what's that man's name? I'm blanking now. Um these are Houston rappers. Yeah, just other Houston rap like and, and that 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 album was more as far as in comparison to Rodeo more kind of like droney you know what i mean you know ref you know like lean you know the culture of lean and kind of like lean sipping mm. he's really trying to like showcase that houston sound you know what i mean mm. um and and you know i think it's interesting to see how like and then i don't know if you've watched there's a documentary that he has on netflix yeah and I, I i still need do need to watch okay that. so the documentary he has on netflix it's kind of cool to see where his headspace was at mm. where i think for 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 a while, Travis tended to really like he wanted to make music that specifically translated to live music to where he loved mm. moshing. He loved get, bringing a ton of energy to kids where people would just mosh and he would like, you know, he would even have these the videos of like he would take kids out of the crowd and like be like, yo, bro, you can, you know, run and jump on your on your own. You know what I mean? He loved this like he just had this like insane energy mm. to like wreak havoc when it came to his music. Yeah. You know what I mean? And it was interesting to see how like he I think for a lot of artists, it might be the case that like he wanted the 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 corporate music industry to kind of like recognize that what he was doing culturally, like in the space when he had his shows. Mm-hmm. Because dude, you watch some of these shows, man, like that Coachella or whatever he's at. I'm like, it is wild, bro. Like, oh, you know yeah. what I mean? I've it is absolutely insane. People aren't getting hurt. Like, it is dangerous. <laughs> you know, people don't even care. They no, love they love the music it. so much. So it's so maddening. But like. <laughs> The fact, like that energy, like you know, that energy is is mm. crazy, and I think he a lot of the times, like I said, he made music for the stadium. He made music for yeah. these shows, and it didn't. It in, in the documentary kind of leads up to him being nominated for uh, best rap album at the Grammys. Oh yeah, and he didn't end yeah, up getting it, and yeah. he was very upset by it. You so know what I mean? Lost the party, and, right? Yeah, I think he lost the yeah, mm. yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, which. You know, and it's interesting to see his emotional state behind it, too, because I think, like I said, he was so he thought that like and he was, you know, changing culture so much as far as like the venues and the way that he was, you know, affecting things when he didn't get the the reward. It was like, what the hell, man? Like, what do you Mm -hmm. mean? Like, look what I'm doing out here on the streets. Like, Look what I'm doing. You know, the kids are like loving this guy. You know what I mean? They want him, you know. It's the thing about those awards, though. I know, it's man. It's more commercialized. It's I know. More about... Did you see recently? I don't want to like divert too much, but mm. it's also related because you know the weekend is also friends with Travis and they collaborated mm-hmm. and together. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the Grammys didn't nominate this man at all. No, the weekend zero. zero zero nominations, and after he had After Hours, like a huge, the most commercial successful record he's ever put out. Yeah, even it's that. it's. 80s psychedelic it's 80s you know even the single didn't get nominated no nothing yeah because that thing was everywhere good lord it still is dude it still is and like you know he even posted on twitter and instagram he called them out he was like because apparently they were even planning 
like they were in the process of planning him to perform at the Grammys. Um, And he was like, no, like this is a, like you're not even nominating me. This is like a non-invite. Like I'm done. He's like, I'm not even going to like do this anymore. He's like, Mm. you're disrespecting me. You're disrespecting my fans. (laughs) Like you're, this is ridiculous. You know what I mean? And and this literally happened like two, three days ago. You know what I mean? And it was Mm. just like, yeah, like what the hell, man? Like, are you like, are they, has he won Grammys for his past? Films? I don't know. I need to look that up. Um, Here, let's take a second. I'm gonna look that up. Okay, cool. <laughs> Where'd my phone go? I could probably get my phone. Yeah, here we go. Here we go. It looks like here he's won. He's won three times. And has been nominated six times. Oh, okay. So they've, I guess, you know, they've paid homage to his work in the past, but. You know, to not do it now is weird. You know what I mean? Mm. Um, but no, I mean, going back to Travis, I don't know. Maybe it's also because it's like you know, it's you can't you can't deny the fact that like music affecting culture is so interconnected to what's happening politically right now too. Where uh, uh, you know a lot of what's going on with like this new hip hop kind of explosion is that it is it, it is interconnected in the same way that happened in the sixties, seventies, and eighties with like a revolutionary movement. You know what I mean? Like it's this like liberal left like middle finger to the system that everyone's trying to like throw out. You know what I mean? Or it's like let us stay free. You know what I mean? Let us mm. express ourselves. Let us express where we're from and all this kind of stuff, which. It's problematic, you know what I mean? It's like, it's, well, that's, it, you know, you want to have that path. You can't care so much about uh, commercial, you know, true, response. True. Because I mean, that's like, um, hmm. but see, there, but there's other rappers that are more conscious that can talk about that stuff, and they still have these huge successes, um, they like, do. like Kendrick, you know, or J. Oh, Cole. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, but you know, like even J. Cole, like uh, what Kids on Drugs, like that was a pretty mm-hmm. heavy album, and that didn't get like it got attention, absolutely, especially from hip hop heads, but. Um, I, I don't think that got nominated for anything. No, and it wasn't that kind of record. It wasn't a commercial record right. in the sense that, like, the production was very... And that's the the line you got to cut toe. back and, you know, and very, like, you know... Yeah. Well, and that's the interesting thing. Like, um, it, I mean, any type of song composure can be uh, form you, for like a formula. You know, you can hit all the right points and now you're that that's mm-hmm. you, that you have a good method for a pop song and you just keep using that method until you get something but then you have more conscious people that maybe they they do both they like to do both sure and um like kanye i mean i'll even throw kanye in that category where he's got some you know monstrous pop stuff that you know like he he's drawing inspiration from a lot of other pop cultures and and it's phenomenal work and then you know like a, a majority of like 808s and heartbreaks you know 100 like, yeah. and then um but then you have stuff um i mean you have stuff that's more more critical but it's like kanye was more it's almost like self-critical it's like when he would talk about things he's very braggadocious but then he would also well, i guess these last five years you've seen him more internalize things that he's mm-hmm. talking about and feeling and stuff like that and um and i don't know i mean that that's the type of music I prefer anyways is that conscious you know complex type of composure where sure. you're 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 relevant not just because i want to be you not just because you have all the things you have all these flashy things or you've achieved things but because of your character you know when yeah you, when and you're, you what's your what are you promoting you know sure yeah, what's your message what is your goal right. yeah 
And um, that's why I am more, uh, just as a personal preference, I am more picky. I'm picky about all music. Of course, but yeah, when it sure, comes, as you should be. Yeah, well, but when it comes to hip-hop, you know, especially growing up in Duncanville and and being the, the audio-video uh, production classes I was in everybody in there wanted to be a rapper you know mm -hmm. everybody in there had their music preferences and uh some of the rap like I could get the the beats and the melodies were really cool but then you know just the context of the the writing was just kind of it was flashy it was like I don't know it wasn't I don't know it wasn't yeah you know and, and yeah again and like and that is that's even a debate within the hip-hop world too it's like you know are you a conscious rapper or are you just you know for the culture like where mm -hmm. are you where are you at you know mm -hmm. what I mean like um you know, I don't really, it, it's tough because I do enjoy, you know, that braggadocious kind of rap. And I think it has its place. But yeah. in, the, in the same sense, it's like in the, in the you know, on the flip coin, you also want to listen to. And I do try to find underground stuff like people who really are from the streets mm. and like really speak about like, you know, the problems they have in their communities, which is fundamentally very uh uh, and in my opinion, um, opportune for this time where you know everyone's talking about what happened with George Floyd or what happened, what's going on with the Black Lives Matter movement and all that kind of stuff. It seems like hopefully more people are, more people's eyes are on black culture. Not to say that like they should be, um, how how would you say, uh, glorifying? Because I think that happens a lot too, where people glamorize the streets in mm. a way that like is unhealthy. You know what I mean? And I've yeah, seen cool. it. Exactly. And I've seen that happen to people I know, too. And that's why, like, I'm very interested in hip hop, not only because of, you know, the the the, uh, the more glamorous aspect of it, but the fact that it is very much a linked into the problem of politically that we still have with communities mm. in America. You know what I mean? Um, I'm actually I actually wrote a film. It took me like three years and it's on, and I'm working on it right now um, called Sawin. But in the film. Uh, there's a uh, kind of base in this 2012, 2015 era of SoundCloud or whatever where it's blowing up. Mm. There's this character named Ray who's, who's a rapper. He's from the streets. He wants to blow up. He's kind of like, you know, going for that dream. Mm. But his friend, Ruth, um, is not so much... He's still from the same area, the same streets, but he's a little bit more disciplined. He realizes that a lot of that, a lot of the culture that he's expressing, the way he's living, is that is fundamentally going to be detrimental whether it could be causing his life uh his you know legal reputation going to jail whatever it may be mm. you know what i mean and tries to be a mentor towards him to, to get away from it but ultimately it doesn't work out because he's so um influenced by hip-hop culture and, and, the, and the culture of the streets that he still stays mm. stays there you know what i mean and this is a problem like i don't know if you ever listen to the joe budden podcast every now and then but mm. I recently watched one where they talked about um, what's this man's name? Let me look it up real quick. Um, there's been a problem with uh, there's a new genre kind of coming out based out of Chicago mostly and a little bit of New York, uh, New York called uh, drill music. Mm. And so drill music, like this man named King uh, King Vaughn, mm -hmm. um, is. <laughs> King Vaughn, and then also, who is that man's name? Uh, let's see. And, and this is in relation to? This is in relation to kind of the, the overall topic of, like, 
where hip hop is at specifically, mm. where you, we still have issues. So King Von recently got shot in um, uh, an altercation mm. and he died. And, you know, so and this is happening like over and over again where, you know, rappers are still in these like street battles, these street, mm-hmm. you know, um, uh, uh, dilemmas where, you know, they, they still represent this lifestyle and they still live this lifestyle like fully to the fullest. Like, you know, these people like, you know, you know, it's very distant from specifically the culture that I was even raised in, too. But I can kind of sympathize with it because I've met people who are who are interconnected with these kinds of, you know, these kinds of crews. Hmm. And it's like, OK, so the commercial industries glamorizes this music because it's good music. You know what I mean? It's 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 very, you know, um, but it's but it's also it's like, are we supposed to glamorize these people dying? You know what I mean? Are we supposed mm. to glamorize these guys still, like, stuck in their ways? You right. know what I mean? Um, I think that's why, like, getting it back to Travis, why I'm so, like, proud of the man, like, why I think he's such a a, a, a light for hip-hop is that he's he has gotten out of the streets. Yeah, you could say he sold out or whatever, but, I mean, he took his talents to get out of Houston and to come back to Houston to what he's doing now where he's trying to bring Astroworld back, bring back the, the, the amusement parks, help the community, you know what I mean? Help people feel like they can, um, live better lives going forward and use his wealth, use his success to, um, bring back, you know, and, and, and so educate. He well, he's doing that in my opinion, in the way of like trying to, um, I mean, I, like I said, so in the documentary, you can tell he, mm. he's still very much so connected to Houston. He's mm. still very much so like he loves his roots, he loves his family there. They, he's in contact with the mayor. Like they kind of brought him up there. I think there's a Travis Scott day now. And so like Astro mm. was like a amusement park over right, there right. that he that I think at some point, I don't know if they're they're still going for it. He wants to invest money into it and re-innovate mm-hmm. it and revamp it and stuff like mm-hmm. that. And, you know, that's his own personal, small philanthropy type of actions. But I think the the only reason why I'm bringing it up is that, especially like even they said on the Joe Budden, Joe, Joe Budden podcast where it's like, you're supposed to, it's like, you're, it's like, it's almost like you're supposed to use your talents, hopefully, to live a better life going forward as opposed to using it to constantly stay in this cycle Hmm. where you're just like, you're just making music to stay in the same place you're at. And it's like, that's not good. You know what I mean? And obviously like coming from, you know, from me, it might be, you know, some people would say like, well, who are you to, 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 to judge these people and what it is they're doing? It's like, well, I definitely don't have a, a broader say at the end of the day at all, you know, but this is only my, my personal opinions from observing where hip hop music is and where it's going, you know what I mean? Yeah. And that's why I love Travis so much and just kind of like Travis, Cuddy, Kanye, you know, these people, African-American mans came from the streets. They came from, you know, disenfranchised communities and used their talents to live better lives, you know what I mean? Kind of get out of the streets and mm. to, 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 um, broaden their horizons as what it is that they could be and who they can become and kind of the good they can do in the world. Mm. You know what I mean? And that's a hot button topic. You know what I mean? Uh, I don't know what you, you know, your opinion on it, you know, is, but that's kind of where I'm at at the, at the moment. Well, I mean, I think any mode of expression is awesome, especially, and when we're in a, um, cause I'm, I'm a big, 
communication person. Sure. I, I, I don't care if, if, if it's broken English, I don't care what it is. If you want to talk, let's talk, you know, and, and when it comes to expressing your needs, your, um, your hope for the future or your pains from the past, if you can relate to other people, that's how you become better. That's how you become a better communicator. And, and if anything, that's, that's a common thread in, almost any artist is it's in the word they it's art they like to articulate they want Mm -hmm. to express and so you know you get a lot of characters there's so many characters in the hip-hop world um like what you're just talking about you get some people that are more formulaic and they want to create a formula that sticks to the street lifestyle they Mm -hmm. only want to talk about you know the braggy stuff, the, the, the crime or, or the drugs they take or, 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 uh, you know, it's sure. typical yeah. stuff. Yeah. But then you have the other people, you know, more like, like the people you just listed, uh, you know, you, and throwing Kendrick and J Cole and, and all these people that they, they, they balance that very well. They do. They'll, yeah. they, they have the hype songs the stuff that's in line with that type of thinking, but then they, they have the more, um, reality, stricken stuff the stuff that gets right to the nitty-gritty sure, sure. whether it's a, a personal story or reference or it's just something that they were that, that they felt you know that weighed on them mm-hmm. um at this point in time um it's been phenomenal to see um I mean, that's a crazy thing about modern times is, I mean, we were talking about this in the past podcast when in the 60s, 70s, 80s, if something happened, you know, an artist could write something about, you know, like the Kent State shooting, you know, that happens. Neil Young uh, writes a, a, a hit single the, the day after the, the, uh, um, uh, Crosby, Steals, Nash & Young get together that week. They record it. They release it. Ohio is a hit. And it's it's a it's a rebellious song. It's a hard-hitting sure, song. Sure, sure. Um, but you, it had to be played on the radio. It had to get producer approval. It had, you know, it had to go through yeah, so many links to get to yeah. the masses. Mm-hmm. Um, but then nowadays you, you have SoundCloud, you have Twitter, Instagram. I mean, I, I, I um, what was it the other day? I, I saw Travis Scott just posted a random picture, man. I think of him just standing like in his bathroom. Oh, he does something. it all the time. Yeah, I know, but, but, it, but it had 2 million likes. Oh yeah, I know, man. And, 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 and that's, that's, that, that's, insane. that's insanity. 50 it years is. ago, it is. you try to explain it to someone. Yeah. You can ago. see these artists in real time, in real life. Right. And so what they're doing. And yeah. so with these hard hitting social issues, it's, it's very responsive. Like, 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 I mean, um, like, yeah, it's like if it happens and if you're an active you know, Twitter responsive yeah. per, then, then you, you're going to say something, you're going to do something. And, and now we're in this weird hyperized culture of cancel culture and, and hype culture, where if you're not in the right groove, then you just shouldn't exist at all. Oh, um, yeah, it's very and it, oh, it, well, it's all over the place because everyone oh, wants a short and simple answer. We live in a microwave world where people, they want to read the headline. That's it. They want to feel something. They like binary. They get it's it either good or bad. They day. Yeah, yeah. Good. yeah. And so with, um, and that's what's changing is with the super influential people nowadays that you really see in the, the media everywhere. Um, they they have a real voice now. They um, do. You know, you they could, have a deep responsibility too. Right. Well, and and I mean, you throw it back again to the '60s, where someone like the Beatles get interviewed randomly about the Vietnam War, and they're like, uh, "Oh, we don't talk oof. about that." You know, sure, like, we're not sure. going to really address. But now that. that's almost like a expected. It's, it's like expected. if you are a, like an artist that's successful and you're in the public eye, it's like you have to at least acknowledge comment. about what's yeah. happening in the in the, the yeah. broader culture politically yeah. spiritual whatever it may be and that that's 
I think that's a double-edged sword, you know? It's like, it's like that's great, the fact that we're being more active politically and online and to mm-hmm. communicate, you know, how we feel about what's going on in real time. But I think that also the other side of it is it's it, it, it hinders people to really have an actual authentic view on something. Oh, sure. Because you need time to, to figure out what's happening in your life, in your own life, whether, you know, well, you need it. You need nuance. You need you nuance, need- but it also takes even more time to figure out what you think about the entire zeitgeist. You know what I mean? Like people expect you to 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 understand what's going on in like all the streets of America, wherever it is. But it's like you know, we still live in in our own vicinity, our own life. You know what I mean? Our own kind of like community, whether that may be. Um, it, it's weird. I don't know. Like in in it. I don't know. I don't want to necessarily call it an issue in the sense that, like, it's something that we're all kind of dealing with. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? But it is an issue in the sense that if that's where culture is going, especially for music, what if it just? It, what if it does the opposite? Meaning, it makes people more surface level and more like mm-hmm. angst to like release something that they don't even feel is true themselves. You know what I mean? And they start expressing themselves in the way that, like, you know, the whole internet wants them to express themselves. Sure. You know well, what I mean? But but I want to I want to compare it to a different time. Okay. You know, sure. you compare it to the, like, I, I know it's my favorite era of music anyways, that late 60s, early 70s period. Because, mm. I mean, that's where almost any form of music starts to come from. Sure. Um, I mean, uh, in popular genres, that means. Um, I for mean, American culture yeah, specifically, sure. yeah. Um, well, in like UK, the big scene. Sure, yeah, point. 100%, yeah. But at that point, you, you, I mean, you, you didn't have a voice unless someone gave it to you. You know, there's a handful of channels, there's a handful of things. And, um, man, I had something to say. What was the last thing you just said? Uh, kind of talking like whether or not it's it's good or bad for uh, okay. artists to kind of yeah. like do this in real time. So in real time, I think it's more authentic. Now there's could still people be behind them, ghostwriting their posts, helping sure. them uh, guide them into being a better public figure. You know, like having a, a, a an agent that that's that's what mm-hmm. they do and they support you in that they way. They do, yeah. Um, but it's harder. Um, it's harder to hide it nowadays. Yes. Um, back. Um, and also if you write something. Um, Especially you were talking about all these people, Kendrick, anybody that likes to write their own stuff. Um, even if it's not all of it, it's a majority that they wrote. That's the heavy hitting topics or whatever. Uh, again, go back to the 60s and 70s. You you didn't do that unless the label allowed you to. You didn't. Some mm. people didn't even write their own songs. You know, sure. Marvin Gaye is an incredible force, but for a majority of his career in the 60s with Tammy Trammell and all these other people that he had hits with, he didn't write a lot of that stuff. Because he know? had to work within the system. Well, he was the voice. You did your role. You know, there's mm. the, the producers were wearing lab coats. You know, everything was a, mm-hmm. was a, was very work. formulaic. Yeah, it was, it was work. It was, yeah. you, you, you yeah. were a cog in the machine and 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 We're trying to sell records bro. right you're a contract you know, you're you're yeah. an investment yeah and, and we need our return on this investment and so we're not yeah. gonna go into this weird social commentary type no, of thing because it's too controversial right and that's and that's what's so interesting Lose sales 
Right. And that's what's so interesting um, about like someone like Marvin Gaye or or I, don't, I would say John Lennon, but John Lennon already had so much fame. I feel like when he broke off on his own and did more political uh, focus or social, uh, social focus um, writing that you already had an audience. So you mm -hmm. had people ready to listen because they're like, oh, this is the dude. Yeah. But with with Marvin and they, they, Motown took a chance on him to do what's going on. And he wrote a majority of that album. And, and you can tell in the sincerity and the heaviness and the composure of the songs it's palpable what he was mm -hmm. feeling um but he didn't have a twitter he didn't have an instagram he wasn't posting all these things constantly so you understood wow look what this guy stands for look what he's living you know because that's the interesting thing is you can see even so uh, uh conscious people that post things retweet things while y'all yada yada and you go to instagram and they're living this crazy lifestyle and they're you know and pretty like, selfish is, or narcissistic yeah, or like, whatever what the hell? Like, you were talking about what this, is this and all of a sudden now you yeah. this. yeah so yeah, if yeah, anything yeah. i feel like it's not harder to be authentic. Now it just means the audience seems to be more critical, more careful. Because and I think they are becoming more, hopefully. Oh, absolutely. I, I'm more critical well, than I used to be, 100%. Just but the, the, the fact that the phrase, you know, like fake news has become a, a, a common term that's thrown around. I mean, that wasn't, I mean, that, that has existed prior to, sure, to these last so five years. Prominent but now. yeah, and now everyone, it's a it's an easy anecdotal, like, you know, thing to throw out. And like, oh, well, that's probably fake news. But now you realize there's a secondary layer to every form of media that there is another really set is. of eyes that yeah, approved it before yeah. you tried to approve it mm -hmm. and so um if anything you know you can look at that the music and, and media that was released you know 40 50 years ago that was formulaic that was, was producers yeah. really being careful about what they're going to do to get their money and and nowadays you have people that are self-produced i mean what name some self-produced people we got around you know, like isn't is frank ocean self I sometime? would say I think that he was a part of a. I think he was a. He, he's a part of a. Label. He was with um, a label from the beginning, but now he's fully just. He just does yeah, I think his he thing. does his own little independent thing. Yeah. Um. And more people are, are going. I think Chance the Rapper. He's. he's Ooh, yeah, fully that's a really good example. Yeah. Fully independent. Even winning awards being. Independent. Yeah. Yeah. And 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 to me, that's that's the future. Um. Um. Not just because I don't want to say this and sound like an industry person or whatever, but saying you had the right connections, you you had good relationships. I mean, at this point, it's all that like it's always been. But if you can hold it down and you're totally um, like not self-reliant, but you know what you want, mm -hmm. you know, out of yourself and out of your future and music career, um, you can project that out so much more efficiently nowadays. Yes. It just means you have to vibe with people. You have to be uh, relatable. You have to, 100%. you have to put in yeah. good communicative work to really illustrate do. that. And if you, if you mess up, if you, um, say something, um, that this is where I, I, I touch on the, the topic of cancel culture. Um, I don't necessarily agree with that because it just, it's to me, it's all about how you handle it. You do something yeah. wrong. Well, but life is about growth. Life is about progression. And so if you, if you do something messed up, you said something wrong, whatever, you did something totally offensive to millions of people. If you just don't talk about it, this is the worst thing you're going to do. You know, you just walk away from that it is, and you don't. Yeah, it's the absolute worst things, thing you can yeah, do. Yeah, yeah. You, and, 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 and it, you, you just have to, to confront it. And yeah, if you, you don't, just, it's like people are going to even give you more shit. Right. And if anything, you just address it to in, in some form of way to say you're aware of it. And if mm -hmm. it was offensive, you didn't realize it and blah, 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 blah. Mm -hmm. But nowadays, you're in a, uh, your watch. Yeah. Yeah. Um, oh, cool. Um, <laughs> good to know. Uh, but nowadays, um, you always have to be on your toes about that. Yeah. Um, 
And, uh, but the, it, I don't know. It's just, again, it's like, if you want to just throw an artist away, but, oh, he just said that I'm never going to listen to you again, whatever. But if you're truly careful and you're, you're, you're curious, but you want to be critical, I mean, just tear, take yourself away from it, but yeah. don't, don't let it, don't let it influence you. Um, and this mm-hmm. is something I say all the time when it, specifically when it comes to Kanye, cause I mean, I've listened to him for a long time, uh, because there's a lot of people when I tell them like I'm a I'm a pretty big Kanye fan if it gets brought up to someone random, they're always like, oh. like yeah, he's, he's so out moment. there and he's like, like what, oh, what's what? going on? Uh-huh. But but I've always said this for years with him. You separate the art from the artist, you know. You, 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 Maybe you, not so much these days. Yeah, and that's that's now that's true. These last few years, it's it's much more that it is. I love him. that record. It is man. him. I'm not gonna lie to you. I love that record. Jesus Which King. One? Oh yeah. Oh my God. It's a good one. Like. I know it was so controversial for you know, in the beginning, and I was even kind of, I waited like a day or so because I was like, "Dang, you know, like this is gonna be his Christian record, like mm. the most explicitly Christian record he's ever made." Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And it was like, "How's he gonna go about this?" You know what I mean? I was critical of him. You know what I mean? I was like, "How are you? What's going on, Kanye?" You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, what's going on? And it came out, and like, it really resonated with me, man. You know what I mean? I think. He took this approach, and I don't know if you've seen this, but he recently had an interview with Joe Rogan. Like, oh, yeah. He, he, yeah. It's he kind of goes into, like, the process of that time period when he was making that record and how, mm-hmm. like, when he was doing those Sunday services things uh, where, like, it was very visceral for him. Like, he really felt, and he still does, that God is speaking to this man. Mm-hmm. Like, God is speaking to this man to to, to lead a community, to, to bring community back into the, the physical space you know what I mean? And to actually kind of like resonate music on a level spiritually that is different in the way he's ever done it in the past. Mm. Where, you know, a lot of those shows, you know what I mean, is completely contrast to the shows that he had before when he was um, riding off of uh, Yeezus, when mm. he had when he was standing on the, the stage platform, and in the yeah. platform and stuff like that. He talked about how like that was like his global commercial, you know, ego Kanye that was just that still is probably there to a large degree now that was you know pushing him to to just be more um, um, extravagant in yeah. the culture and to, to have bigger waves but as he transitioned into making you know uh, Jesus is King he's like I want to make a record no you know no curse words or whatever you know what I mean trying to like really um, express his Christian faith mm. it was like dang you know what I mean like I mean the, in my opinion the production is like spot on like i mean it flows it is it is full you know what i mean that whole record between everybody that was on there you know what i mean it was like it it resonated with me only because i still feel like i am still um very much so a christian in the sense that like i'm still figuring it out and it's interesting to see Mm -hmm. how other people are figuring out their phase as time goes Mm -hmm. on you know what i mean um was travis on that album i don't think he was Mm -hmm. i don't think he was um but I don't know. Like, I don't know if we want to go down this route in the sense that, like, talking about reputation and, like, people using their platform to, you know, mm. express political ideas or whatever. That's what Kanye is doing right now. Yeah. And I think that's what Travis is sort of doing, but he does it more explicitly and, like, less consciously. Like, in Astral World, there's a lot of movies like um, uh, Stop Trying to Be God. Like, there's religious elements to, like, the way that he views himself. There's spiritual elements to mm. it. You know what I mean? Um, and, you know, we're talking about kind of, like, the ground roots, like, political battle that's kind of going on but i also think that there's like a deep spiritual battle happening you know what i mean where it's like 
you know, artists now, and, and there always has been a mystical, psychedelic, you know, kind of like angst that people are trying to express that they feel like, you know, whether it, it influences their musical um, talents or whatever. But I think that that's also kind of like what people are seeing where like you're talking about, like the veil is being lifted. You know, people can see what you really do in your, in your, in your private life as mm. being a public figure. You know what I mean? And specifically with Kanye and Travis, like everyone's eyes are on these people. Mm. You know what I mean? Like you're talking about, um, I don't know. I don't know what your take on, on Jesus's came. Did you like it or did it like, what was, yeah. I mean, I thought, See, I, I kind of, I felt like some, some, I can't, I haven't listened to it in a few months. I own it. Sure, it's been a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, actually, I think I have every Kanye record on Do you vinyl. have it on vinyl? Mm -hmm. Is it blue? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, you need to show me that. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, actually, I think I have every single one of them. I even have like a bootleg of Life, the Life of Pablo. <laughs> oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Did you get but, that at Josie? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but I, I honestly, I, I, I don't. It's not fresh enough in my mind to give like a real strong criticism, like track by track level. But I just remember one thing I thought of walking away from it was some of it felt rushed. Like some of it felt mm. like it didn't match. Now, I think it matched some of the production level like on Yay. Um, yeah. But to me, it's like it's not bad. I'm not in, in no way am I saying it's, it's rough or anything mm -hmm. like that. But to me, it doesn't have like a finesse that like that. 2000s Kanye, Kanye had, had yeah that obsession with because I mean so many people have talked about and, and I know he's still like this but so many people when they work with him or just experience him at work they're just talking they constantly utter how much of a perfectionist he is how you know constantly mm -hmm. he'll mull over things um and with that one again I, I can't think of specific things off the top of my head um but there was just certain ones where I was like, yeah, that was, that was it. you know, it just, there's I, a couple on that are a little lackluster for yeah, sure. But yeah. it just, I don't know the album itself. Yeah. I don't know. And, and if anything, I think he had a lot of good practice. He, 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 he emerged himself with his, with that church style that he had. Mm -hmm. um, Very and, gospel influenced. Right. Well, I mean, yeah. he, he always had those influences, sure, sure. but now I think he, that it was total immersion, immersion where it wasn't just, we're all here for the sake of my own clout, but we're here to experience, you know, yes. and I'm involved. Yes. I'm just, I'm just here as well. Sure. And so I think, that's what this album radiates and then he has that other album with the choir right um yeah it's a lot longer it's like outtakes that he like live sessions that he did when he, all mm. those sunday sermons i'm pretty sure that's yeah what it is. i yeah. forget what it's called it's it's almost a similar name it almost looks um, the same as far as yeah. the album cover too but that um to me it's like that's what this album was it was like yeah. a representation of what he had emerged himself in and and it was um it was very interesting um a very different you know but but also we had just experienced uh, was it like no i guess it was a year before when mm -hmm. he did the the record a, a week thing Ooh, yeah with like daytona mm -hmm. and like in uh, uh kids see ghost and like each yeah. record had like seven tracks on it those that music those are good man yeah oh those are fantastic those are amazing but like uh, I guess I'll, I'll focus on Yay and Kids See Ghosts. That, that was much more introspective. It was much more mm -hmm. self-criticism or just expression of, mm -hmm. of 
of, of himself, not of what he wanted, what, I don't know, like the lifestyle he was leading. And it things was, he it was, was almost like on. a catalyst towards where he was going. Like, in, obviously, cause it came before. Yeah. But like, well, and, and, and again, you know, I mean, I was reared in the Christian faith that, um, I always understood that you were born, you know, a sinner, you were born flawed. And so that is the, to me, that was the practice. The practice of Christianity was being self-critical. Mm. You don't expect yourself to have all the answers. You either rely on God or you rely on your community. You mm. put, you push yourself sure. to become a communicator and, and you're critical mm-hmm. and, and, and you, you don't got it all. Don't ever it's think it's an ongoing it process. Yeah. yeah. And your relationship with God is continual. Yeah. But you're, your your commitment is also involves um again that that self-criticism don't ever like at least and, and that's me i mean that's how i've always felt it that it was like don't ever feel totally comfortable and confident like you got it all mm-hmm. um but but move in confidence because sure, sure. You're, you're in a healthy mindset you if you if you interact with a problem you got the prerequisites towards making the best decisions you can make day by day yeah by well, having this faith well you have a formula for endurance you have sure. a formula to um to handle hardship and realize that it's not forever or you mm-hmm. realize that you know a mistake you made if it's not you then prove it don't sure. do that anymore sure you know yeah. if, if it's not your character amend your mistakes actually yeah. take action to and realize that it was just a performance yeah. of someone that you're not and, and getting back to like you know artists that we that we look up to it, it's almost also very frustrating when whether they're christian or not you see people who who through their success and i'm not naming anyone specifically i can't even thank anybody specifically but they don't even have that awareness of their own like shortcomings. Mm. So it, and it's always frustrating to see that where it's like, you're not even taking the effort to like communicate with us, communicate to yourself. You're just kind of like riding on this wave of like mm. your success. And it's like, that's so narcissistic of you, mm. bro. That's so messed up, man. Like, right. what are you doing? You're not growing. Like you just reach this pinnacle and then all of a sudden you can just do whatever the hell you want. It's like, Audiences see that. Audiences yeah. see that authenticity and see like that you're not really taking the effort to keep growing. Right. And that's how you lose your following. That's how you lose people. You know what I mean? Because you're still a human being. You know oh, what yeah. I mean? You're still a human being that expresses themselves. And if you feel like, uh, again, whether being Christian or not, but if you feel like they're not really staying on their spiritual path and they're not trying to be transparent with you, you're like, screw you, man. Like, what are you doing? Like, that's yeah, not cool. It doesn't feel genuine. It and doesn't. I, and I think no. that's that's how his last albums have resonated so powerfully with, sure. with especially with his last album i assume reached new audiences that oh, never yeah, tried to respect did, his work yeah. before and so it's total new perspective on the guy but he it's because he he introduced self-perspective you know or yes. into his own work i mean yes. everybody does that but he 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 did it more and more to where it was it was more and more raw you know, you could see him getting frustrated and you could see him getting frustrated with himself. And, and that's mm-hmm. what he talks about. And mm-hmm. he opens up about, um, and being very candid, even about the strain on his family and relationships, and all that kind of stuff. Um, but yeah, very, very interesting, um, transition for and him. Going back to Travis, I, to be completely honest, I don't think Travis does that as much as Kanye does. You know what I mean? As, as far as the, the kind of like, he definitely has introspection in his music, but I think Travis loves where he's at culturally. Mm, like he loves yeah. his cultural influence where he is still on like a narcissistic wave. Yeah. And I don't know, I don't necessarily say that it's bad, but that's just kind of where he's at. That's just the well, practical aspect of it, which 
I'm happy for him in the sense because like he's kind of living the, it looks like he's just chilling. You know what I mean? He's doing his thing. He's like reaping the success. He's still, you know, um, just trying he has a kid at this point with, uh, right. with Kylie or whatever. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and <laughs> I don't, cause I don't know if you like follow him like on Instagram, Instagram, like see, see stuff all the time. Mm-hmm. But recently when PS uh, PlayStation five came out, oh, yeah, I yeah. guess they like, they, you they know, gave him they one gave him early. one, but they also like wanted him to, like just promote it in the way that he promoted it it's just hilarious this is one meme where it shows the you know how like people talk about places five so big bro like it's oh, so right like, uh-huh. so yeah, huge, yeah, yeah. Bro. and like he basically i don't know if it was him or someone else but they put the playstation 5 like in some metropolis or whatever because you know like on halloween he dressed up as batman oh yeah uh-huh. and like some metropolis or whatever and then they <laughs> they put him in his batman suit at the very top of the the playstation 5 so where it's like <laughs> he's just sitting there he's just standing there like he's like at the top of the world he's like in his penthouse or whatever it's just hilarious but that's like classic travis like he's at the top narcissistic mm. like i'm the man yeah. bro you know what i mean like yeah. i do i got all of it you know what i mean yeah. which is it's entertaining you know what oh, i mean yeah. what, um whether or not that's like morally acceptable or not is kind of besides the point it, just, it <laughs> cracks me up bro like i love seeing people kind of like yeah. flex like that yeah you know what i mean and he's, he just flexes he just <laughs> he, he flexes all the time it's hilarious bro yeah but i mean he he, he knows what he wants <laughs> and he exudes it um I mean, yeah. I mean, you look at anybody like uh, like like Kanye's come up, um, uh, Childish Gambino. I mean, it's a lot of the first couple of records are normally like more. It's almost like you have to do that though, right? Like, yeah, it's almost like well, you you can't let people think that you you don't care about yourself, and that's a very distinctly hip hop thing too. Hmm. You know what I mean? The ego, the like, ego, it's definitely yeah. there in rock and roll, hundred percent. Like, it's not like it's not, but I think it really exploded with hip hop because, like, and even Con- like Logic talks about it a little bit when he first came out with Incredible True Story, like mm-hmm. I am the greatest, or whatever. Like, I remember listening to interviews. He was saying, "Like, dude, whether I am or not, that's besides the point. I have to let y'all know that that's what I think about myself. Right? You know what I mean? Because right. if I don't let y'all know, that's the kind of confidence that I exude. Well, you're not going to take me seriously. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Or you have to read between the lines if I. Don't sure. throw it at your face. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And not everyone does that. So yeah. Because sometimes you gotta like on the shit. Well, you know? But that's the difference maker for a lot of um heavy hitters in the music. Well, in any industry. Sure. That's that's the difference maker is uh uh I know I know you don't know me, but I know you will. You know, because mm-hmm. I know who I am mm-hmm. and, and I know bro, it's going to be. You, you don't think I got the juice, but I got it, bro. <laughs> yeah. 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 And because I mean, that that's the only way. Again, you know, when I was in media tech in high school and college and meeting all those people that had those ideas of like, oh, man, I'm going to get in the booth. I'm going to, you know, change it up. I'm going to be the next thing. Um, you had to wear that. You had to wear that confidence and you had to um, you had to back it up. And, and, and then that's, that's where, I mean, I, I think that's common. I think for I people, for yeah. people that are just, I don't know, like egomaniacs, but just like, they just, they, they feel it. They, you know, they, they think they got it and, and who knows, maybe their methods aren't all there. And so they don't get very far, mm-hmm. but then you get that good combination of either a great producer and a talent that's confident like that and marketable or you get someone all in one package, like, like a chance, a chance the rapper that's, sure. you know, great personality uh you know just he pushed it you know always pushing and uh and then you get success and if you get success with that 
that ego up front, like a sail, you know, it's mm -hmm. like you're using your, your, your ego as the sail to push you forward. And the more people that get behind you, it's like the winds get stronger and stronger. Mm -hmm. And you just feel like, yeah, see, I am the man. I am the oh, greatest. Yeah, like, what are you talking about? Uh, I'm selling out the stadium. Shut up. Yeah, like, yeah. Um, <laughs> but, but the, I, I don't know with my, well, I guess there's a lot of rappers that are still in that headspace, but I think the real self-critical people eventually they evolve and they start to they get out of it. Yeah. yeah Getting back know, to what happened they, with Kanye. Yeah. It, well, I mean like anybody or like with Cuddy or, or sure, there, there's sure. been a lot of those, those shifts happen either because of something personal or, um, they have a child, you know, like that's yeah, pretty common. Life stuff that's starts common. happening. They realize that it's like ego isn't everything. Yeah. And I'm not the only one involved. Mm -hmm. And I, and I think that's why it happens a lot in, um, in the music community where if someone does get really far, um, with a big ego that they've they, they accumulate a lot they get a lot of not just assets but relationships that mm -hmm. they can they can lean on and learn from and when you get to a certain point where um it, it's not worthwhile anymore or or you're, you're realizing things that that are more complicated and harder to achieve and you want to challenge yourself sure then you start interacting with other people you cross mediums you 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 cross genres you start messing with things um and uh and you get more self-conscious. You get mm -hmm. more careful about how you're approached by a bigger group of people. You're not just self self-approved anymore. And and because because I think a lot of people the way they see that is I I've always been approved in my own work, <laughs> and now millions of people just finally agree. But ooh, that's not a good yeah. Yeah, but then but then you get to a headspace where I mean, some people where you're like, well am I reaching the right people? Like, are these the people that are like in my headspace yeah, or are these just right. the people willing to buy my, my stuff that I'm yeah, throwing out yeah, there? Like, and you're, you're a little more careful. And, and I assume that maybe nowadays that's a little, um, easier to be aware of that, mm -hmm. those dynamics and, and who you're, you're reaching, who you're, you're, mm -hmm. um, really impacting. Cause I mean, nowadays, if you're a hit success, you're a big artist, you have, um, you have a subreddit for you on Reddit. You know, you Ooh, have you yeah. have threads. You you post one thing on Twitter. There's going to be rants and comments and raves mm. all the way down mm. for pages. And so it's like if you want to look at how you're received, you can dive right into that rabbit hole and see. But is that really reflective of like where? Because like okay, I think most of the people who actually have authentic opinions, they're not like glued to freaking Reddit. Oh, no. Like, you know what but, I mean? They're not glued to, like, this Twitter and, like, Instagram sphere. A lot of those people have very shallow opinions. They mm. have very low-resolution, um, ex you know, experiences with that artist or whatever. And then they just throw out these comments that, you know, people say this is what this person, you know, is or, or, or will be or whatever. But it's like the more and more I see where internet culture is going, the more and more I feel like that's – that's just not what that's not the actual truth you know yeah. what i mean whether even if it has slivers of it and there's it's like a, it's a vocal minority it's a vocal minority mm. and it's like and this is even goes into like you know we referenced logic with his recent album that he came out with you know he was very vocal about how that that really tore him down like you know what i mean like being so glued to what reddit and what the hip-hop mm. community thought of him mm -hmm. was like really giving him bad anxiety and depression and 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 you know midlife crisis type of stuff yeah. you know what i mean he's very transparent about that and i think that hopefully more people look i had to get off reddit i had to get off i i have i've been slowly trying to get away you know what i mean mm. like because i really don't think that 
unfortunately, maybe it, it will and still will be the case. But, like, if that's the case, that a lot of those opinions on there are very shallow about these artists and kind of they're not really – they don't hit the chord. Well, then I think the space is going here with podcasts, mm. with long-form conversation, conversation. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, and this is the next step where this is like – it's like y'all want to play those petty games where you have opinions about people and the zeitgeist where you just want to type it on the computer. It's like, no, no, no. Yeah. We're not doing that anymore. Yeah, like, say get it. on the camera. Say it in the yeah. say it in the mic. Bro, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, yeah. what is it? And so that that way we can really feel what you really tr- you truly right. think about these people. You know right. what I mean? And you've seen that there's explosion of the podcast culture. Oh, exactly. You know what I mean? So, well, I mean that's hope- my that's my big draw to sure. this is exactly. I want earnest, genuine conversation. Yeah, and uh, I mean that's literally it. That is that is the entire disclaimer that is the entire point of this podcast mm-hmm. is for me to learn and to i don't know fuck up i'm gonna if i say something cool it's gonna happen. correct me and yeah. we'll just keep rolling it's about learning you know yeah. this is yeah. life it's like i i i'm not saying i'm impervious to criticism but i i i, I welcome it i'm i'm very yeah. curious yeah. about being um careful but maintained and and when it like what you're saying when you listen to a vocal minority um, that has more time than a regular person because they don't, you know, they don't, you know, who knows? It's be young There's people, so people too. People oh, who for are sure. In oh, do you even know? School, you don't even know. You know they could mean? be 13 and they're, and exactly. all they're doing exactly. all day is commenting on these things. And because yeah, it becomes like, a meme, like, because it becomes a, a popular, you know, thing to throw out about somebody, you, you just t- toss it around. You throw it around like a, a bag of dirty laundry. And, uh, but like what you're saying, that's why I enjoy, you know, podcasts, mm. unproduced. You know, I'm, I'm showing up. There's no one here telling me what to say. Um, you know, I'm self-produced. There's not, mm-hmm. it's not going to happen. And, and if something happens in this conversation, I'm not going to edit it out. This is just, this is it. It's like, I want mm-hmm. my audience because my, the thing I appreciate of long form conversational podcasts is I feel like I'm in the room, fly on the wall. I feel like I'm there. You know, I, I do too. I feel the same way. Yeah. I, I love it. And I, and, and it's a, it's a closer representation of a real like, um, experience than words typed out in response to yes. a picture or a post yes. or whatever, yes. because that's, that's not dialogue. That is not a dialogue. No, you are not, not, you're not interacting with people. You're, you're getting a, um, a momentary, you know, feeling of satisfaction mm-hmm. to get out your part, throw it out there like a stick of dynamite. You know, you're like, throw it in there. You're like, boom, I just, whatever happens, happens. I just blew up their post. Yeah, you know, or yeah. I just, I just, you know, killed that thing and you could walk away with it. Or again, you, you have so much time. You want to obsess over it. You go back, you go back, you know, who liked it? How many people liked it? Oh, like 12 likes. Come on. I need to be more controversial next time. Ooh, yeah, you know, it's right, like, it's yeah. just such a weird game, you know? And then you have the music industry hunting for people that they are successful in social media. And then they, they, try to finesse them into being an artist, you know, um, like, have you seen the, um, the Joe Rogan episode when he had the black keys on? Have you seen that one? I didn't. That's a very good episode. Um, because they're very, because, you know, they came up like 99, 2000 was Mm -hmm. when they started and they were just a college band and they got a record label, I think in like 2003, uh, it was very small deal. Um, and, and so they've gone through, they did the work, man. They were one of the, I'm not going to say they're one of the last people to do it because there's a lot of people still doing sure, the traditional sure. pathway of becoming a, a sure, but they artist. had a distinct path, but they, but they had the classic, you know, you tour, you, you, you get signed to a small label. You just keep touring, you're writing every mm. year, blah, blah, blah. Mm. And you get a bigger label and you just keep going, keep yeah, going, going. Yeah. It never stopped. Um, but, um, 
Why did I bring that out? Oh, because of, of Joe Rogan. Um, so when they, when they talk about that experience coming up, um, they 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 relay it. They relate it to right now. Like if they tried to do the same thing right now, Ooh, and, and it wouldn't correlate. Yeah, they're like, because if, if I only had a few followers, but I'm I'm a committed road warrior of I'm I'm, I'm going here to here to these clubs. Yeah, I, yeah, I know these people. Yeah, I know these people. Yeah. But uh, uh, look at this girl. She she's got an okay voice, and she's got the hundreds of thousands of followers. Yeah, and she because he's just posting oh, stuff know, on man. SoundCloud, oh, and, and, and it's like look at how how many followers they have though. It's right there. So let's let's jump on that. And so it's like a and because they talk about that uh, specifically, Patrick Carney, he really rants and and, and gets frustrated he's about it. Yeah, because yeah, he's like that's ridiculous. Yeah, yeah. It's ridiculous. And um and so it's just weird. Um and so I'm, I'm curious how that'll affect you know like pop music because I, I like I don't really listen to the radio like when I get in the car, I just oh tune in my my phone and and run with what i'm gonna what i want to listen to stone age stone <laughs> age you listen to the radio bro i'll call you like, trash bro trash no I'm, but, but i'm being i'm being a little bit you know facetious but but it's but, sort of true but yeah but i don't you know i i gravitate towards um curated playlists curated mm-hmm. genre that's where the culture is at though that, yeah. that is where it's at but the um yeah, but if you want that commercial success, if you have that kind of mindset of but where, where you want to be. I don't even think the radio is commercial success anymore anyways. Because the only thing the radio, like, specifically, like, growing up, like, DFW, like, Dallas radio, like, I always feel like it was just centered towards, like, the Joe Schmo. Like person who just got like the average job, you know what I mean? They don't really the just don't in the background. You don't even pay attention. They don't care about music. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like music is just this like thing that they have in their lives that mm-hmm. kind of like fills space. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? That's why like those pop records that are on there on the radio most of the time, and you know very rarely someone like the Wee or whoever will get on the radio just because mm-hmm. it's like it's a good song. Well, drowns out and, and it makes them it, it it just it's for people who aren't engaged. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? I think more and more people that you're talking about want to be engaged with music. Sure. You know what I mean? And that's why like you know Spotify and Apple Music is so cool because you have you have you know the new Beats One radios or the you know the the uh, uh, release radar stuff that Spotify does for you where it's like It'll give you, it'll recommend like, you know, what's popping out as far as pop culture goes. But like, these are all these other people who are kind of like, you know, independent that you can look at and see like what their trajectory. And maybe you might be interested in their work mm-hmm. and you can dabble into that. And I think more and more people, obviously people like us, because we're so, you know, such fans of music, mm-hmm. you know, are going to utilize these tools right. and, and to, to make sure we recognize and we really put the people that are popular at the top. Mm. You know what I mean? As opposed to, again, having to go through this process where it's like they're only popular because someone wants to make them an industry plant or whatever. You know what mm. I mean? They're only popular because someone wants them to be popular. It's mm-hmm. like, no, 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 no. We don't play that game anymore. It's like you're popular because people actually like you. You know what I mean? Like, I don't want to have some trash song on the radio and everyone think that that's the best out. And then all of a sudden it's like, no, it's not the best out, bro. Right. Like fundamentally, musically, this is a bad song. (laughs) You know what I mean? So it's like, why are we saying that it's the best? You know what Mm. I mean? It's because it's not. You know what I mean? So, again, you have people like us who are like, and I will be an advocate for this where it's like, I use Apple Music. I use Mm -hmm. Spotify. I use Bandcamp. I, I try to you know give my money to people who are independent, who are up and coming, that I feel like have something unique, who yeah. are dabbling into something um, 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 nuanced. Well, you know what I mean? I, well, and I get that. 
because that's where my head is sure. but because that's what i do i mean the reason why i have so many records is because that's that's what i'm doing is if they're not going to come to her through my neck of the woods mm -hmm. then i'll i'll buy a shirt i'll buy a, a, a record support. yeah exactly because i want to keep it coming i want yes. to support you um but i guess let me redefine success sure okay so so commercial success so when you get a hit on the radio, I mean, you can, you get like a dollar to $2 a play, you know, from one station. And if you get pop commercial success and they're you know, like, what's the track we were just talking about blinding lights from the weekend. Mm. I remember there was one point where me and my wife were driving and, uh, she put on the radio this cause we were just going down the street or whatever. Okay. And, yeah. and I think we were in her car. She puts on the radio and it's on. She's like, Oh, I don't want to hear this song. <laughs> And she hits the next button, and uh, and it was on. It was halfway that's through hilarious. it though, and uh, and she's like, "Is this the same song?" I was like, "Yeah, that's the same one." And she's like, "All right." She hits another one, and it's someone talking. You know, there's like, "Hey, next up, we got blah 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 blah." But you know how when they say next up, we have blah blah blah, but then there's one thing before oh that God. sometimes. Yeah. And so, the, so I don't remember who they line up or who they promote, and then blinding lights comes on. Like right after that, we're like, "Oh my <laughs> God, man!" In the in the span of five hey, minutes and three key, radio. Bro. <laughs> but 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 that's but that's success sure that's yeah, monetary success yeah. fiscal yes, financial yes, success yes. that you're you're making the money like like yeah like i remember um a coworker of mine his his an old buddy of his from high school became a um a front man for a band that had, was like a one hit wonder mm -hmm. and they were they were on some trip to another country they're in a restroom just washing their hands and the radio's playing and their song freaking comes on mm. and he's like what? that's cool he's like that's crazy he's like yeah i just made a dollar 15 you know or like yeah <laughs> like he would yeah, talk yeah, about it because he remembers yeah, the metrics yeah. or the payout metrics and uh and so i just think it's different concepts you know like for me um or like the type of personality um like success to me would just be have more and more gradual followers have more and more sure. people diverse followers yeah too. and people and people understanding where you come from yeah well and people understanding that like like what i just said like i'm, I'm gonna buy your merch and stuff to support you because i really like the stuff you're putting out on streaming which i know pays out like nothing and so oh, yeah that is a problem and yeah. so that's what i'm getting at oh, is, is there's yeah. two different worlds there's the world of the mass commercial success where you have the addition of streaming sure that's a great revenue source but the radio is still a big payout mm -hmm. and and the only other big payout just because of the way the industry has changed and adapted to streaming is you sell records and you have concerts and especially with, especially with this year um like i remember when i got my stimulus or whatever like i bought like three records <laughs> and, and, a, and a shirt and stuff from small people from small folks that i knew that like i mean i was literally out because i'm a sound i when when I, i'm a sound guy i'm a sound technician guy like i ran mm -hmm. sound boards for churches and, and and artists and stuff uh it's been a long time but I still think about those people. I think about the the roadies and the production people, the light guys, and all these people that that's are also struggling. Yeah, yeah, and that's they're their struggling. Livelihood. Yeah, yeah, and this year they're in a weird spot. That is and, weird. Mm. And I've seen, and that's why you know I threw I threw money out to so many small people like um, um, it's like one of my favorite uh, uh, rock groups is uh, Portugal the Man. I sure, bought yeah. bought stuff from like Father John Misty. Okay, cool. And. Yeah. Uh, Random other people too, like uh, that group I sent you, uh, Holy Hive. That was good. I yeah, like that. Record. Yeah, it's good stuff. Love that album, man. And they're brand new. And I can just imagine, you know, you release it, expected the tour, and then pff, COVID. Yeah. God, dang. So it's like, okay, so 
I want to help them because uh, that's who I'm thinking about. Mm-hmm. And even with me, you know, it's like with this podcast, it's like once we have merch going, it's like that. that's how I explain it to people. I'm not just going to say, yeah, buy my stuff. It looks cool. I'm saying you're supporting me. <laughs> it's like if you like what we're doing, this helps me keep it coming, you know? Yeah, it does. And yeah. some people don't think about that. And, no. and, and, uh, but some people were really blunt, like um, Father John Misty, he, he had like a big email campaign where he talked about that the, I think, I don't know if I remembering this right but i think he did like a slight discount on his merch and like all the profits weren't going to him it was going towards the road crew. relief oh the road, road crew. crew okay sure like the people, people that helped him be who he is yeah. with yeah that makes a lot of sense yeah. and and so i was like that's 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 crazy but that's awesome um because that's where my head has always been mm. that i know that what i'm doing is 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 supporting yeah, that yeah. team to keep going um well that's that's beautiful. I love how you just laid that all out there. And then, and, and hopefully again, like some, this podcast or whatever it is, the communication will get more people like I was talking about who kind of see music as this, this thing that just gives us, gives space as like, there really is a big music industry. You know what I mean? And it's like the music yeah. industry is different than just, you know, you just listening to a record on your phone. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? It's so much more complicated. There's so many more lives you're really affecting. You're really contributing to, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? And and yeah, that takes time. I didn't I didn't know the ins and outs of the music industry when I was first starting to listen to music, you know what I mean? Oh, right, but right. because I've met people and I've been in venues and I have friends who are into music and I have friends who are trying to get deals, it's like it really is complicated. Yep. You know what I mean? And it's like to, to talk about it for the average person, I think it would be good because then hopefully again the culture will change. The culture will change into more so what we're doing where it's like we recognize people are a lot of people still run off of a very kind of like independent lifestyle when it comes to expressing themselves musically. Hmm. And we as consumers need to take responsibility to help that stay going, especially if we love it so much. You know what I mean? It's like if we love music so much, why are we not, you know, paying out? You know what I mean? It's like, right. um, and it, it it's it's not easy for everybody. You know what I mean? I, I've no, recognized no. that, like, you know, music is a budget. You know what I mean? Like, right. Well, and streaming and it has really thrown that off. I think with people, it has because I mean, I remember, like. I mean, my dad's always been a big music person and he would buy CDs and yada, yada. Same, same. And, but it was always like an investment. You know, it's like, oh, if you have uh, the blueprint on CD, then oh wow you're a jay-z fan like you mm, you, you yes some, someone either told you about it and so you're like oh cool I, well i like daryl so uh he told me it was a great album so i'll, I'll throw down 15 bucks and grab it you know and then in the late 90s whatever um and uh and if it, you liked it great if you didn't well you have it and you could resell it or whatever but if people saw that, you're like, oh, do you have the blueprint? I'm like, yeah, man. It's like, oh, shoot, I love Jay Z. That's and he, cool. And, yeah, you know, it's you like can, you it's invested. In real time. Yeah, yes, but like yes. you threw down money, you bought yeah. it, you brought it home, you got it on display, whatever. But you have it. You threw it down. You and so you invested. You invested. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And and with streaming, I think it's really thrown all that understanding off because one, they're getting pennies on you listening to it. Very little. But the um, the appreciation aspect of it, it goes right in the line of what we were talking about with like cancel culture and all this stuff wanting an easy answer wanting a a, a headline mm-hmm. answer you know something People binary good too. bad yeah well no i i think it's like they want a simple view and so they want a simple solution for like anything oh i'm hungry well i'll just eat anything i'll just go to jack in the box and eat some crap uh i want to listen to some music um 
I really appreciate this guy. I know a lot about this artist, blah, blah, blah. I've never bought anything of his. I've never gone to his concert, never did anything, but I, I'll, I, I'll stream them. You know, I'll listen mm-hmm. to that cause it's super easy. Um, I think it's done two things. It's thrown off that appreciation aspect of music, um, and the purchasing and support of music, but, but it's also, um, it's made it easier to get it out there. Like there's so there's more music yeah, now again, than ever. Double-edged sword type situation. Exactly. I mean, it's, I mean, every single day there's more music than there was before. Mm-hmm. But, but with streaming, it's like now at least you have a chance. You know, like like I was saying before in the '90s, you trying to tell somebody about Nirvana or the new whatever. Mm-hmm. Like, dude, yeah, you can borrow, you can borrow mine. We can come come over, have a listening party, whatever. Yeah. Or, now or, it's or, like, let me just share this right quick. Bro. Yeah, yeah. I'll just, messages, I'll just throw you know? it up. Well, I mean, even in the early 2000s, it was like YouTube. You know, I remember that that oh, was sure. the big thing for yeah, people yeah, that didn't have a lot of money. Just, yeah. You throw it up on YouTube, man. You know, just whatever. And and you would get the lyrics on the video. You would mm-hmm. get it, and you didn't have to buy it. You know, that was the the in between. Yeah, yeah. And then now streaming has made it easier. But it's like a, again, it's a, it's a, it's a lower level, in my opinion, of appreciation. Um, now I, I'd stream all the time. I stream I daily, too, Cause, daily, cause like, sheesh, very easy. Bro, I mean, but, but that's what I'm getting at is that if you are doing that, thinking that you're genuinely supporting, supporting them, you're not, you're not yeah. that, that you are, but like, particularly, and I'm not talking about these, these mass successful people. Like if anything, I'm talking about the smaller artist mm. um you might not especially even be putting a dent in their stuff just by right their, their i mean record. i mean like i remember i talked to someone that said that um they have an album and they just run their own album on spotify with the volume down on repeat all day every day <laughs> and that they do that for a month straight that's they make funny. they make 50 bucks and so i was like oh, that's, Dude, 50 that's crazy what is that? well sure but but that that's what i'm getting at but that's what i'm getting at is even if you like let me think of like kind of a smaller smaller person that's like a little bit like uh unknown unknown mortal orchestra or like someone that's like they yeah, have they yeah. have a couple of songs that have gotten poppy but MGTV a majority of their catalog like yeah, yeah but a majority of their catalog is not very um commercial it's not mainstream mm-hmm. um and and you, you want more of porches of it. porches Mm-mm. no okay keep going but um but a small group like that or i don't i, I don't know like mac demarco or just it, random groups that are like yeah. they've, they've had or artists that have had little blips of success but my majority maybe defines mm. well then again defines is kind of commercial now too because i don't know if he's commercial but he he's 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 got an opportunity to work on new like movies and mm. stuff like that with his music and stuff mm-hmm. like that but he still feels very indie mm. you're talking about blood right. orange yeah, yeah yeah oh yeah yeah so he still feels very indie so like i guess it's there's gonna be gray areas too where it's like you look at an artist like wait are you commercial like are you like are you indie like what are you yeah, like you well, know i feel like that's just like dynamics that you have to come to terms with with an artist like like with me like I, i've been a huge tame and paul fan since like i don't know like 2014 that made or, the top or now. So. oh yeah kevin parker is like now one of like the top producers that you would want to work with Did you like his new record i liked it a lot yeah it's pretty good um i mean me, it's still I, very tame and paula you know what i mean but it, it's well i, I love like I mean, I love all of the albums. They're they're all phenomenal, and you you see the the progress from mm-hmm. like a psych rock to um, that sit driven, sure. You know, um, a little more poppy, mm-hmm. um, but still just super psychedelic synth. You know, just crazy like just environments. Like you know, yeah, just the, really, the, yeah. the feeling you get is just a crazy. I'm thinking about this. I forget what what is that song? It's off the new one. 
Hang on. But um, now but, keep going. I'm but just like, gonna look at it. But like Currents, you know that like that was a phenomenal album. Um, in fact, I have it up on the wall right now. Um, uh, but at that point, oh. like when okay, when Currents came out, yeah. Like, not even when it came out. When it got announced, I, I was ecstatic because I was like, "Awesome new project from this dude!" Because um, he do it, does it all himself. Like that's another thing. Crazy. It's all him. Um, uh, I was excited it was going to come out, so I made the active decision. Now this is me in college. I had a job, but I didn't have like a ton of money. But I I made the active decision of remembering. I've been waiting a long time for this dude to come out with an album. Yep. And so now that this one has been announced, like I'm willing to throw down a little chunk of change to get, to get something cool in return, obviously, but to support him, like mm -hmm. realizing that if I can keep some form of revenue going in, it's more likely that it'll come back quicker. Like yes. that's my return. That, that's my investment. And uh, so I bought the colored vinyl version of currents and got, mm -hmm. there's only a few of them and I, I got one of them. Um, but to me, like that was one of my first, um, modes of that type of thinking of like sure that type of hospitable I like I want that you reciprocation to or, yeah by me doing this so you can right. keep producing and have that awareness yeah yeah um and so I've always thought that way well I guess moving forward I have too yeah um but but I I think hopefully that'll be the change in things because I mean you look at all these YouTube personalities that they have like loads of merch and all these type of things. Cause that, that's how you support them. That's another lane of support outside of viewership and, and the ads being thrown through a, a or corporate Patreon platform or whatever. Sure. Yeah. But, but, and, and, but merch is the, is the mutual benefit factor. It's yes. like, you, you, I get something, you, you get, get something, something, right? Yeah. It's not uh, like you're just paying. Just I'm, to I'm just getting the shirt. In, <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's like, no, it's the same thing. It's like, I bought this shirt cause I want to support you. Like, it, and cause I've always thought about that for businesses. Like if I didn't, if I didn't think that, you know, uh, you know, well, there's a certain grocery store is shady or something. It's like, I'd stop buying from there. Like, yeah, the, boom, yeah. Like, I'm not, the market, you, uh, yeah. you put your money where you want right. it to go exactly. and where you want the market to and grow, realize you know? that, that, that has power, you know, oh, has a lot there's of momentum behind that. Yeah. If you, especially if you're in a place of influence and you're telling people like, yeah, I don't support that person. Cause then it just, it'll ripple mm -hmm. out. But to realize the, um, the power behind your dollar and when it comes to a, a, an artist i mean that's how you're gonna affect them that's how you're gonna affect it change is. yeah um or or just a cue to them like you know like with me like i'm watching the amount of followers and the amounts of views and downloads i'm watching those metrics and as an artist you know you see the money come in from your merch selling out overnight you know you're just like oh wow it's like i have a base like i have people that like mm. actually appreciate mm -hmm. me and and it's not just a cue to like have that confidence still to hold true to what's got me here. But it's like, uh, now I have, I have comfort in my confidence. It's not just, I have confidence. It's that they're, they're supporting me. And I mean, monetarily, like I, and then I'm you, a little you, more okay. Yeah. And then also you develop a responsibility to the people who, who, who love you. Mm. Or it's like, you know, people get in that, the, the artist gets in that position where it's like, dang, I got to keep creating because they want more. Right. You know what I mean? Like they want more of this stuff. You know yeah. what I mean? So it pushes the artist to be, even be better too. Yeah. If the artist is just in a vacuum, how are they ever going to get better? You know right. what I mean? If no one supports them or shows them that they, they like what they're, you know, you reinforce what it is that they do. They can't grow. They can't see that their growth. They can't see how it's affecting people, mm. you know, right, you know, right in the culture. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, I don't know. I think it's good to have these conversations just because like I was saying, like 
wherever music culture goes, ideally, personally, I would like to see it go that way where you're talking about where mm-hmm. people are more conscious about like, you know, supporting their artists and supporting the people who, who they get, you know, aesthetic and music pleasure from. Um, that'd be great. Whether that's the case, like broad scale or not, I don't really know. It feels yeah. that way for me because I think I still, you know, the people I interact with, you know, are, we're young or we we're already kind of into the new zeitgeist of what, where culture's going, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And we take the time to really like, um, educate ourselves on all of these things i don't know how many people really are doing that but you know we'll see what happens you know well to me it's almost like this this approach it's all for the sake of of genuine connection it's like i'm sure i'm connected to this artist because i'm 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 supporting them um I, they've they've affected me you know mm-hmm. through their through their work um and and it's almost like we're getting back to the roots of where we were again 40 50 years ago where it's like you threw down the money because you supported them and it and and people had listening parties man i mean you know it's they like you, yeah. you, you come over yeah. we're gonna listen to this album and, and just just appreciate it you know just really yeah, critique yeah. it and listen to it and so there's just there's different levels of that and you know nowadays there's so much music so much popular music that like what you said there's I'm, I'm sure there's, there's a uh, maybe millions maybe of people that use music like that just throw on some fm station in the background and just let it roll pandora in the background whatever just let it roll yeah and it's just <laughs> i do there's so many times like every now and then like i'll like like what kind of music you like and then also i'll be like oh you know just listen to pandora and i'm like what bruh <laughs> like like what what like again coming from me like you know what mm. i mean sometimes i get my own like tunnel visioned cultural mm-hmm. perspective where i'm like bro you're outdated like you know what i mean what are you yeah. doing listening to pandora bro you heard spotify like you're like you know apple music you know what i mean right and again like that's the personal flaw of mine sometimes but it does the point to like where it's like there are probably still a lot of people out there who, who, who oh. treat music that way and it's oh, absolutely. like and again like sometimes my ego gets involved and i'm like well that's trash you know what i mean like what was wrong with you you know what i mean but i shouldn't be that way you know what i mean right. but, you know i'm just being transparent in the sense that if, if i do get in a conversation and i'm around somebody who still treats music as this background yeah. Yeah, type of thing. I'm, like, taken back. I'm like what yeah like what is wrong with you bro like, like you need, like, listen to music like <laughs> but, <laughs> but but i i feel like with either i don't know if it's a generational thing or maybe it's the the influx like the oversaturation of like information and social media that has like kind of worn people out sure I, yeah that yeah, that yeah, they're yeah, like yeah. i just want because like again i think that's why this form of, of of a show is popular is because it's very genuine there's no mm-hmm. you can tell there's no one telling me what to say there's no one really influencing things outside of just my own thought and and when you start applying that to more and more media and you're like oh like if i'm really careful or if i'm like really appreciative of this like I can get maybe get more satisfaction out of the experience by mm-hmm. realizing like, oh, like I didn't just play that song on my phone because I heard it on the radio. It's like I it, it I was drawn to it for some reason. It talked about something. Um, the the guy comes from you know the artist comes from a background that I can relate to. You know, like there's more. There's so many options out right now that you can find your tie. You know, to your yeah. your own yeah. preferences and characters, and you support that. And, and, and so I think it's getting away from, well, 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 if it's on the radio, they're getting paid the records, you know, they got a deal, they got a record deal. So they're making money. You know, it's like, it's really changed. It's like you, they have to tour, they have to sell merch to, to get their, to get, to they get do. their money. Yeah. And, and so 
I mean, again, like we're aware of that, but I think especially the more that artists open up about it because more artists have been much more open about sure. That they stuff need to too. start communicating with their fans, yeah. the reality of their yeah. situation. Well, I mean like that's why I, I cited that Joe Rogan episode with uh, Dan Arbach and Patrick Carney, the black keys mm-hmm. that like, I mean, Patrick just goes in like with his frustrations about, you know, even him making an album, presenting it to Warner Brothers because he's technically under contract with them. And then they just took it and then threw it in a library. And you're like, yeah, we're not going to release it, but it's ours. So it's just going to sit. And he's like, I put in like a lot of work. You're not going to release it. And and so there's just so much stuff involved that hopefully with more of these conversations and people like that, that do have a platform and can just open mm-hmm. up about mm-hmm. it, that um, consumers will be a little more aware of their impact. Um, but I don't know. We'll see. Mm-hmm. But um, so back to Travis Scott. Um, if he, because he just released an album last year. Astral World. Yeah. Well, no, I thought he did another one. Didn't he release another one after that? No, I don't think so. It's the one I thought. Well, he released um, Jack Boys. Okay. Um, Jack Boys is uh, it's kind of like a mixtape, and mm. <laughs> I like that record. Yeah, this one right here. Yeah, that one. Yeah, so that is the last I think full project that he released. And then again, maybe let's let's make sure. Do you think? Um... Do you think the single "The Scots" was like a taste of a future thing? Um, I know, like I'm, I'm a huge Cuddy fan, um, and I'm always in, in high anticipation of his next project. Um, oh, the Cuddy track, mm-hmm. yeah, the Scots. Um, do you think? Wh- wait, what was the question about that one? Specifically? Like, do you think that's like a precursor to, uh, or like a, a, you know, like a an opening act kind of thing? Like they're just kind of testing the waters. For a collab, a collab, collab record, uh, yeah. Eee, uh, that would hope so, man. I, I think they'd so. be fire, but I mean, there's definitely already like on Cuddy's like, uh, let's see, Kid Cuddy, your library, uh, on Passion Pain and Demon Slaying, mm-hmm. the one with Travis Baptized called Baptized in Fire, fire. Mm-hmm. and they've already kind of gotten a feel for them for, for oh, both for of them sure. working together. So if they came out with something. That'd be pretty dope. Dude, well, I mean, granted, though, I wasn't really a fan of the Scots. Like yeah, when the, the record came out, I was just like, "Dang it!" Like Travis, like he's still doing his Travis thing, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? And and Cuddy's Cuddy, Cuddy seems a bit disconnected because I think he's been working on a lot of film stuff, and like he's still he's not really. I don't know. Like I don't know if the record would be what I would want it to be. You know what I mean? Well, I would want something like, um, um, Kids See Ghost, where yeah. you you. You listen to a track like, um, like, um, let's see, like Fourth Dimension, and and you know Kanye led on that one. Like that was mm-hmm. like a Kanye more centric idea. Sure, sure. But then you listen to something like, because in my opinion, like I know, because to me, Reborn sounds more like a a Cuddy song to me. Yeah. Um, and then there's that other song with um, oh, something in fire or whatever with that, and, and and they use like a Kurt Cobain sample, mm. um, and like those, like you can tell, like to me, it's like that's more like Cuddy to me. Yeah. Um, with this the Scots that single, it didn't sound like that. It didn't sound like it was two styles cohesively kind of like interchanging or making. It didn't. It sounded like 
Travis being Travis and, and Cuddy being Cuddy. Well, no, to me, it was more like Cuddy was trying to up his trap game, you know, be. Yes. You know, yes. His up his kind of like ego braggadocious well, also, type of. Well, and the effects, you know, his ad libs in the mm-hmm. background, not very Cuddy style, you know. Like, no, and, no. And, yeah, you think you're the, right. Yeah. And the, because um, um, I think they put it in a, in, you know, when they, when they filter his voice and they, they, um, um, Oh my God! What's the word? Auto tune. Auto tune. Good yeah, word. you're good. Um, uh, or they throw it into a, a, a synthesizer or a, an ASR keyboard, and they 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 chop it up and they mess mm-hmm. it up. It, it's like that's that's become more and more a method of the trap ad libs in the background, so like that. and that's what he did. But it to me it was just kind of one. It, to me, it's not very cutty, so it's kind of like it's I know, interesting. I know. But it flew over me. Like I listened to one time, and it was just like. I'm not going back to that. I mean. <laughs> I, well, and I've, I've listened to it a few times this week, and it started to grow on me. But that, but to me, that's what it felt like. Mm-hmm. To me, it wasn't like this breakthrough single. It's not to no, me. To no, me, it no. wasn't like they did it, and we're like, all right, this is like, this is like, um, like what's a a, a good like one random like you know like all day by Kanye. Oh yeah, so it's yeah. like a. Uh, that's a beast of a song because like, it's an intense, but it's a good single. It just stands on its own. Mm-hmm. Um, but then you look at this, it just feels more like they're testing the waters. Like, yeah, I have I this too. beat, yeah, yeah. let's throw on something, you throw on something, and then we'll just add in a little ad libs and like, cool, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, like, yeah. I want to work with you again. Like, yeah, dude, let's do it. But, you know, because I know Scott, Travis Scott is is a big big Kid Cudi fan. Oh, he's huge, and, fan. and vice versa. Yeah. So I don't know, and especially with this year with people having more time, like I wonder if they're cooking up, like yeah. if they're really chilling, chilling. Yeah, like that's that. the only reason yeah. why I bring it up is yeah. to me the feel of that song was uh, an experimental, like kind of like first step. Mm-hmm. Like what if we did? Because I mean, it, it had like big success. It wasn't like it a, did. It, it popped off. People liked that. Yeah. that track. I think it yeah. went like I know it went at least platinum like i don't know if it's gone double platinum yet but like and that's intense yeah and so um it, it, it was kid cuddy's first number one hit do you know that what yeah quit lying no i'm huh. pretty sure it's his first number one like billboard hit there goes the power of travis bro so oh, i'm yeah. telling you brother man like, ever... yeah but but you know and you probably got a lot of cross people interested exactly because yeah. because i mean i i know um I used to work with this guy Will, who was a, a big hip hop head, and he uh, um, he used to always refer. This was like 2015. He would always refer, or 2016. He would always refer to Travis Scott as Kanye Jr. Mm. And um, and so with uh, uh, with him and and Cuddy working like really cohesively, and then like having like monumental success. Like I wonder if that was kind of that like cross between people. That's like. Well, I love Travis Scott's vibe and like Kanye's just classic right down the middle. You know, he's not, he's not, like, he's not as trap centric as Travis, but Ooh, he's, meaning he's classic. He, like, people just like, well, let's go with Travis now just because. Let's see where he goes because yeah. I like where he's been. Mm-hmm. And then, and then you see him cross over to his influence of Cuddy yeah. and Cuddy's a much different vibe. Um, sure. And, and, or it's not like much super different, but you know, it's a, it's, no, it is but it's, different. It's just, yeah. And, and there are people that like, cause I've, I've talked to people that like, they love Travis, but they're like, oh, I don't really get into Cuddy. So maybe mm-hmm. that was like, that was the payout was, yeah, it was a big influence and in crowd um um you know bringer for that song but it was like two big hip-hop personalities coming together yeah. but yeah um but i just I, I hope there's more because now that i've listened to more of travis's stuff like i i and and looked into his background and um looked into 
his influence, like what you said, his influence on Kanye, but not even that, like just his cohesive respect, like relationship with Kanye. With his peers. See, right. Respect that, for the, the, the people who have influenced him. Yeah, they respect him. him. Yeah, exactly. Because he's, he's always put in the work. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Whether you, you see him just working co- uh, not on a beat together. Another person they have really uh, a lot of connections with is Mike Dean. Oh, right. Uh, yeah. Mike Dean, like, has his hands on, like, all of their stuff. Oh, and everybody. You know I mean, like, yeah. on everybody. So it's, yeah. it's interesting how it's... Well, and there's a... And there, you can't... You, that's the thing. You can't not talk about Mike Dean, bro. <laughs> yeah. Well, there was another producer, too, that did a lot of uh, Travis Scott stuff. Um, Alan Ritter. Okay. I mean, uh, he... He... Well, here, let me see what he did. So he he's... Oh, he produced all day. He was on all day. Um, but he, he did, what did he do with Travis Scott's here? I have it up right now. Um, he did 3,500, 90210, Oh My, Decide, Impossible, uh, Flying High. Well, damn. I Can Tell, Nightcrawler, Never Catch Me, Never Catch Me, A Team, Never Catch Me. <laughs> but then he also did stuff with Kanye. You know, he did uh, Father Stretch My Hands Part One, St. Pablo. Um, but anyways. Who's this man's name again? Alan Ritter. Alan Ritter. Okay. Cool. And so Alan, um, he actually won or he was nominated uh, for his work on All Day. Mm. Um, and he also d- produced work, um, Rihanna's track. Okay, cool, man. Um, so that that's what I'm talking about is, is he's got a lot of cohesion with some heavy hitters he does and he does and it's that's what was interesting like me as a a a new listener observer of his career uh like what you said watching him come through cruel summer and the background Mm -hmm. i mean i i even read that on the 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 song uh 3500 that you know that this the the catch the hook it's about kanye paying thirty five hundred dollars for a fur coat for north oh okay you know? yeah uh you know because thirty five hundred for a coat mm-hmm. um and and that was actually supposed to be on uh pablo that's supposed to be on on the pablo record. oh really mm-hmm. the life of pablo but kanye was such a perfectionist putting in a lot of work because he didn't make it fit well because because travis came up with that hook and mm. and and Kanye chopped it up in the, in the, I think in his uh, his ASR keyboard and and made it that glitchy sounding mm, yeah, vocal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and and he they were sitting on it. They're gonna wait on it, but Kanye was working on the rest of the stuff, and Travis just couldn't wait. He loved it and he wanted mm. to use it, and so he's like, man, he's like, can I can I just use that right now? And so 2015 he puts it on Rodeo, and then the Pablo didn't come out till 2016. Um, so. But that right there, I mean, I just find that very interesting that Kanye had that lined up. But then he's like, all right, yeah, you can have it. Run with it. Yeah. And so it's like you have all these people working with him and then you have them giving him stuff. And there's just there's so much cohesion. There's so much respect. Yeah. yeah. And um, and that's that's been like the monstrous like framework or not monstrous. That's been the impressive framework of his Mm -hmm. career. So it wasn't just this young dude that got lucky or whatever. No, no. He he started taking it very seriously. He he was always pushing. Yeah. Yeah. And then when he got into the right group. He, he didn't, didn't take it for granted. Yeah, and he yeah. didn't do stupid stuff. No, he it's didn't. Like he, no. he, he, he was very careful. And and, um, and like we said before, he had done so much work, um, like all some of those other people we talked about, like Logic, who's put thousands of hours in their mm-hmm. productions, that he had figured out what his 
what his calling was, what his, yes. what his siren his, song would be yes. to his fans. Yes. You know, this is, this is Travis Scott, you mm-hmm. know? Um, and, uh, but yeah, it's, it's very interesting. Look, trying to get an understanding of him and, and where he comes from. And, um, yeah, it was very, very interesting person. I, I look forward to more of his work and listening to more of oh, his music. Oh yeah, man. I'm so hyped. Yeah. Um, yeah, man. But yeah. He's, he's, he's definitely one of my, one of my favorite artists out there right now. Yeah. Um, so Texas represent. Yeah. Houston, man. <laughs> it's, it's cool, man. It's cool to see, you know? Yeah. It's always cool to see someone come from here, you know? It's good to see something come out of something good come out of Houston. Yeah, some out of Houston, Dallas, Texas, you know, Austin, wherever. Like, you know, it's interesting being from Texas and I don't know, I think people in Texas are pretty musically influenced. You know what I mean? Like oh, it's yeah. like there's some heavy hitters. There's some heavy hitters. You I mean know? it's a like, humongous state, but I yeah, mean you, yeah. there's so many people that come from Texas. Yeah, it's crazy. Monstrous. Yeah. 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 But yeah, it's it's interesting. I need to watch that, that documentary because I've seen. I think I watched a trailer of it, like when it first came out, the mm-hmm. the Travis Scott one. Yeah, but yeah, very interesting person. Um, He's a very hedonistic man. Uh, mm-hmm. So when you watch it, you'll you'll see like this man. <laughs> He's just like you know. He lives the life, you know. Mm. He lives the life, which is hilarious, but it's that's that's what he does, you know. Mm. So <laughs> eccentric through yeah. and through. I guess we can end it here, no? I mean, I think that was that was good. Yeah. I mean, I think we got a lot of I liked how we segued Dwight and th- kind of talked about the the music industry and kind of like what's happening with streaming. I kind of really wanted to talk about that too, you know. Yeah. So we kind of got a little blend of of both and hopefully you can you know, be a good little episode, so. Yeah, dude. Well, I'm curious how long it is well do you have anything else i think to it say? might be like two hours maybe yeah it's one o'clock started 11 11 something yeah it's not bad cool man appreciate you bro <laughs> thank you for listening for more episodes visit our website musicmythpodcast.com and follow us on instagram and twitter goodbye